All right, I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's rock and roll. Go with me now to Romans chapter number 12, verse 2. And I think they're fixing this microphone. It sounds like I'm in a cave. Amen. Romans chapter number 2, chapter number 12, verse 2. We're still detoxing. Amen. Still removing the thoughts of uh, fear still removing the thoughts of poverty, still removing the thoughts of negativity, and replacing them, someone say replace, with the Word of God. Amen? Today I'm greatly overjoyed. I have my parents in the house. The real Mr. and Mrs. Butai, amen, <laughs> that I come after. And uh, they're such a, a tremendous a blessing to me and my family. And... Uh, I was just sharing some stories about my parents with you, and some of you thought I was just cooking up stories. So I'm going to repeat some of the stories while they are here. <laughs> Amen? So that you know that this dude was just not cooking up stories. Amen? When I remember, when I was 16 years old, and uh, in fact I was 18, and we, I decided to have a party for my birthday, and then we invited a couple of the friends to the house, and so on and so forth. And uh, one of the friends gave me, as a birthday gift, a key. You know anything about the key? And then when he gave me the key, you know, I was all excited and I was in cloud nine. And then my mom said, well, now that you're 18, uh, we need to talk. And uh, the message was, uh, uh, you need to understand that I'm not your friend. I'm your mother. <laughs> so what it means is, uh, whoever you get pregnant, uh, you're going to have to marry. We won't even have to discuss. And uh, once, you get, once you get married to them, you will not be staying at this one, this house. Because <laughs> this one is mine. You will have to find your own house <laughs> where you will move in and stay with them. But the condition was if you mess up someone's daughter, you're going to have to take them. It was the, I knew it. I knew even when I went to college, I knew the ground rules. <laughs> Amen. And... Um, the second thing she said was, uh, now that you're 16, 18, and you're going to be dating and so on and so forth, I'm also not your friend. The first girlfriend that you introduce me to is the one you're going to have to marry. Because <laughs> I'm not your friend. You know, you can't be coming here with Jane, <laughs> with Betty, and so on and so forth. And, uh, man, it's just a blessing. And uh, we love our parents for that. Amen. And I was telling you a story about how the, one of the evangelists from a small town came to our church uh, last month. 
and my uh, his name was Reverend Muyambi, and he came and he was he's a healing minister in the church, and he was praying for people and so on and so forth. And he decided he was going to stay over and visit with people and just you know counsel them. And it was my mother's turn to just you know go and have a chat with him. And as you know they were talking, he said, "So, mom, how can I help you?" And she said, "Listen, my problem is money, it's finances." And he said to my mom, I remember vividly just left uh, such a big imprint in my head. He said, are you a tither? And my mom said, well, I'm not a tither. I can't afford to tithe. And then he said, listen, I want you to tithe this month, and then if you don't get the benefits off of tithing, I want you to uh, catch a bus, come to my church, and I'll give you back your money for the bus and your money for the tithing, and uh, you'll be able to go back and, uh, you know, leave Mary. And I'm glad to say that, man, ever since she made that decision, we all got an upgrade. Amen. Amen. I went from, uh, from a primary school in the location, we call them here, in the, in the ghetto, in the township, to uh, a high school in the, in the city, in the CBD. And my sister, you know, when this upgrade took place, my sister was just starting grade one. She just went on an upgrade from the beginning. <laughs> she skipped all the drama, you know. I mean, she went to do grade one at a school with a swimming pool. That was never heard of. Amen. So Romans chapter number 12, verse 2. So I can repeat these stories. You know why? Because they are true. A lot of people think pastors, you know, just come up with these stories and, you know, just share them. No, these stories are true. They happened and we can indeed repeat them. Romans chapter number 12 verse 2. Amen. Romans chapter number 12 and I'm going to read from verse 2. The Bible says, Be not conformed to the patterns of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may be able to prove that which is his good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. Now, this is one of the most important scriptures for any Christian. Changing the way you think. Amen? And scripture here is saying, if you are going to tap into God's will, you're going to have to change the way you think. And we say this, that for many, many years, the church is gathered around an emotional frenzy where we get together and we sing songs and we get emotional, we get goosebumps. Some people fall under the anointing and some people cry and then we go out there and leave our lives defeated. I'm talking about the great majority in the church. We leave our lives defeated because we have not taken time out to change the way we think, to get some mind renewal. Without mind renewal, there is no, watch this, permanent transformation. Better known as permanent change. If you don't change the way you think, you cannot be transformed permanently. As a pastor, you know, I deal with so many issues. And one of the issues I dealt with a couple of years ago was a young man who had a drug addiction. A terrible drug addiction. And he came for deliverance. And he expected me, like most Christians, just to lay my hand on them or wave uh, some magic trick or some magic stick over them. And then they would be delivered. And then they would start walking free. While that is true, that's just the beginning of a permanent transformation process. The Bible says to lay hands and command demons to leave 
people. But you know what Jesus said about that? He said when you command demons to leave people and the room is now clean, make sure you put some furniture in the room lest the demon goes and invites seven of his friends and they come back and make the man worse than he was. And the furniture that has to go into the house is mind renewal. It is to change the way you think and fill your mind with the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Yesterday we got uh, as couples an opportunity to learn from a man and a woman who have been married 13 years and having a successful marriage. And may not take advantage of things like that. To just sit and listen and fill my mind with the right principles to make my marriage work. See, a lot of people are just expecting to get married and then things just work on their own. It does not work that way. You have to change the way you think and operate according to the manufacturer's warrant and the manufacturer's manual. Say amen to that. So, what happened is I told the young man, listen, I'm going to pray for you. We're going to cast the demons out. But after we do this, I want you to commit that you will be at every life group that we are discussing the Word of God and that you will come with me to church. I'll pick you up. And he said, well, let's do it. And then I laid my hands on him and we commanded the spirit of addiction to leave him and the room was clean and we were getting ready to fill up the room with the Word of God. Before the enemy comes back seven times. And it is sad to say that he could not commit over a week. In fact, he sent me an email saying, Pastor, I want you to get me off of your emailing uh, uh, list. Because I don't want any of this word. And guess what? Within a few months, went through a terrible divorce. I mean, his life is a total wreck. Does God not love him? God loves him. Is he not going to heaven? He is going to heaven. But he will have a tough time here on earth. You know why? Because if you don't change the way you think, you cannot tap into the will of God. This answers why we have a lot of Christians who fall sick, yet Jesus Christ paid for healing. You know why? Because you haven't renewed your mind to know that there is something freely given to you that you just need to take advantage of. It is as a man thinketh that he becomes. And mind renewal is one of the most important things a Christian can do. Get into the Word of God. And let the Word of God rewire your thinking. Start thinking the way God thinks. And how does God think? Read in His Word. You will find out how God thinks. And what God thinks of you. You know why? Because once you make a decision, did you know that once you make a decision, God cannot override it? Did you know that if you make a decision today that you want to be sick, you will get sick and God cannot override it. Cannot. He wants to, but He can't do it. Deuteronomy 7, 17 says, If you say in your heart that these nations are mightier than we, you know what God says? He says, How can I dispossess them for you? If you say in your heart these nations are mightier than we, how can I dispossess them for you? See, because what you say in your heart is coming to pass. And how you change what you say in your heart is by getting the Word of God in your heart and start thinking according to God's Word. Amen? 
Everything that you see in this cosmic world started as a thought. Everything, including your actions. No one ever wakes up uh, uh, sleeping next to someone and they say, Well, uh, oh my God, this is a bed. How did I get here? Oh my gosh, where are my clothes? Oh, who's this guy? (laughs) No, it starts as a thought. And when you entertain that thought, that thought begins to grow and grow and grow and grow. And you know what? Your life is a sum total of your dominant thoughts. It's a sum total of your dominant thoughts. What you think about the most will come to pass. I remember when I went to, uh, for my first job interview uh, back home and, you know, uh, I went for the interview and then I got in there and uh, we had a chat and I mean, I had been fasting and praying for this job and so on and so forth. And I didn't even know uh, the spiritual uh, laws were at work. I went in there and then I said, we had the interview and after the interview, the gentleman said, the car that uh, the person who gets the job is going to be driving is that car over there. And then he pointed to the car and then I saw it. And ever since that moment, I started seeing that car everywhere. And what was so interesting is, I would see myself driving that car. Amen? Amen. And as I saw myself more driving that car, I started thinking in line with me being in that position of uh, employment. And they could not help it but give me the job. You know why? Because I thought myself into it. Amen? I, th- I could see myself into it. And human beings work with images. That's why the Bible says, Now unto him was able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ever think. Oh, I didn't hear that. Because God wants to work with your imagination. Because if you can see it, you will receive it. This is why Jesus said, I only do the things which I see my father do. How did he see them? He saw them through imagination. What kind of pictures do you get concerning your family? Are they word-based or they are fear-based? If they are fear-based, you need to replace the fear-based thoughts with the word-based thoughts. What kind of thoughts do you get when you receive a bill? Do you get Philippians 4.19? My God will supply all my need. Or do you get fear? What kind of images do you get for your family? Do you see a successful family? See, this is why you should avoid certain words. You know why? Because as words come into your life, words bring pictures. Because human beings think in images. They think in pictures. Okay? If I say apple, no one would think of the word apple. A-P-P-L-E. Everybody would think of an apple. And you know what? I can manipulate your imagination by saying words like red apple. What did you just see? Amen? See, I can say dog, and every single one of you will see a different dog. And then when I say small dog, we all start seeing, eh? A chihuahua. Amen? So as you receive the word of God, the word of God is bringing pictures to your head. Now here is the sad reality. As you receive the words of the newspaper, 
The words of the newspaper is bringing pictures into your head. And if you align your thoughts based on the newspaper, let me tell you up front, you're going to live a life that is fear-based. Because there is nothing about faith in the newspaper. They're telling you how bad it is, how cold it's going to be, or how hot it's going to be. And how, how angry everyone is at, is at each other. That's what they're telling you. But when you go into the Word of God, the Word of God begins to tell you who you are in Christ. Amen? I said amen. amen. Well, here's what I want to show you today. A human being is a tripartite being. Now this is key, and I want you to just catch this. If you don't get anything else I'm going to preach throughout this year, get this. Okay? A human being, you are a tripartite being. In other words, you are three parts. Okay? And who knows those parts? You are spirit, you possess a soul, and you live in a body. So you are spirit over here. You possess a soul where your mind and emotions reside. And you possess a, you live in a body. Amen? Now this is key to understand, you know why? Because when you became a new creation, this is what changed. Your spirit. A lot of people receive Jesus Christ and their Lord and Savior. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, verse 17, If any man be in Christ, therefore are you a new creature? Behold, all things have passed away and everything has become... I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. Brand new. Everything became what? I received Jesus Christ... And my teeth did not become brand new. So I got confused. I received Jesus Christ and my thoughts did not become brand new. And I got confused. Man, I received Jesus Christ uh, uh, back then when I was still a teenager. And I would walk around the mall and just see all girls everywhere. Just girls everywhere. And I'm thinking, man, I'm supposed to have a pure conscience. A Holy Ghost filled conscience. Why am I seeing girls? You know why? Because what became a brand new is your spirit, not your soul. Not your body. This is why if you have false teeth before you get saved, guess what? You will still have false teeth after you get saved. Because it's not your body that became brand new. It's your spirit. Your spirit is complete with everything that you need. What do you need? Prosperity. It is in your spirit. Health is in your spirit. Health, peace, righteousness, anointing, gifts of the Holy Ghost, joy. Oh. Amen. Everything that you need is in your spirit. That's why the Bible says, as Jesus Christ is, so are you in this world. So you actually do not require anything. In fact, when people say, uh, I'm growing up spiritually, that's wrong terminology. What they're trying to say is, I'm growing up in my soulish realm. Because your spirit cannot grow. Once you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your spirit is complete, loaded with everything that you need with pertaining to righteousness and godliness. Everything is in your spirit. Inventions are in your spirit. Everything is loaded in your spirit. 
So what's the problem, Pastor T? If health is in my spirit and yet I get sick over here. I'll tell you what the problem is. Because here you have healing and here you have sickness. This dude is the problem. The mind. It becomes a democracy. Amen? Whoever the mind casts vote for, wins. If your mind decides to cast vote for your body, your, your circumstances, and your fleshly desires, what does the Bible say? To be carnally minded is death. This, man, this they'll never teach you in school. They'll never, they won't even teach it to you in church because they just want fire. Man, just change the way you think. We don't even have to fire you. Amen. Man, I went to fire churches all my life. Nothing changed. I was still broke, busted, and disgusted. No one ever told me, hey, dude, what you need is to change the way you think. Just stop reading bad news. Man, I used to get the newspaper delivered at my office every single day. And I thought it was a privilege. No, it's not a privilege. They're killing me. Every single day I had a newspaper in my office. My clerk would go around, get the newspaper, and go and put it on uh, Mr. Butai's table. Man, I walk in there, I feel good. Man, Ooh, I have the newspaper. I must be important in this organization. No, they were killing me. And when I discovered this, I started reading more of the Word of God than I did the newspaper. Someone came to me when we preached this message three weeks ago, and they said, Pastor D, I think my, ham- my, my, my problem is I play, uh, what's the name of the game on Facebook? Candy Crush. I play Candy Crush too much. And I said, said she, she said, oh, so, so should I stop playing Candy Crush? Because I love Candy Crush too much. And I said, no, you don't have to stop playing Candy Crush. Just read the Bible the same amount of time you play Candy Crush. If you play Candy Crush one hour, read the Bible for an hour. And let's see what happens to you. Amen? As you read the Bible, as you receive the truth, what does the Bible say? It says you shall know the truth and what will happen to you? The truth will set you free. It is the truth of the Word of God that sets people free. Not the anointing or the cloth or the oil or the water or any of these things that we are looking for. It's the truth. Get some truth and you will be free. Because when you get some truth, you inform your mind to vote wisely. To, to be spiritually minded is what? It's life and peace over here. And when life and peace, when these two team up against your body, your body has no choice but to conform to what's in your spirit. Your body will have no choice but to be prosperous. That means health. You will walk in divine health when you fix your mind. This is why the church has to work on the mind. This is why we preach every Sunday. I asked a friend of mine a couple of years ago, why do we preach on Sunday? He said, man, we, that's what happens. We, someone sings fast ones, we sing slow ones, and someone has to get up to say something so we can go home. <laughs> no, that's not why we preach. We preach so that you can get the Word of God and start renewing your mind with that Word so that you can start making Word-based decisions. Decisions that are based on God's Word. And as you do that, you will see your life change. Amen? I said amen. Go with me now to Ephesians chapter number 4. 
verse 18. Ephesians chapter number 4. In fact, before you do that, some of you may ask, how do I know what's in my spirit? Go with me to James chapter number 1, verse 23 to 25, quickly, before we go to Ephesians. James chapter number 1, 23 to 25. I just want you to see this. Watch what it says. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. They are talking about you when you look at yourself in the mirror. Watch what happens. Next verse. 25 now. But whosoever looketh in the perfect law of liberty. You know what the perfect law of liberty is? It is God's word. Whoever looks at the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, and being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So in other words, when you look at yourself in the word of God, when you walk away, don't be a forgetful looker. Amen? The same way you look at yourself in the mirror. You know, I was talking to my daughter the other day, and uh, we were looking at pictures, and I got to her picture uh, from her school, and I said, who's that? And she said, that's Munesu, that's me. And, and I was thinking about it, wondering, she's never seen her face. Did you know that? No one has ever seen their face. All we've seen is a what? A reflection of your face. You know what a reflection of who you are is? It's the Word of God. Romance to Jude is a reflection of who you are, what you have, what you can do, where you can go freely. This is why you have to spend, man, an innumerable amount of time between the book of Romans and the book of Jude. Just go in there, check out who you are. I'm a more than conqueror through Christ who's loved me. Go in there, check out who you are. I'm above only and never beneath. Go in there, check out who you are. As Christ is, so am I in this world. Go in there, check out who you are. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Go in there and check out who you are. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead resides on the inside of me. But you will not know these things if you don't go and look in the mirror. Go in the mirror the same way you go and look in the mirror and start fixing your mascara. It's the same way you need to go and look in the Word and start fixing your life. Man, when you get fear, fear is not of God. Go in the world, Word of God and cast out fear. In Jesus' name, start speaking the Word over your life. I have the Spirit of God and I do not walk in fear because God has not given me the spirit of fear but the spirit of love, power, and a sound, well-balanced mind. I do not go insane because that's, that's not of God. And start fixing your life based on God's word. Because let me tell you, in a day you're going to get numerous amounts of opportunities to live your life based off of fear. The question is, ladies and gentlemen, are you going to take it? It's sad to say most Christians take it. I'm not saying it's not bad. I'm not saying it's not real. Amen? I'm just saying choose God's word. Man, we all get opportunities to live fearful. Just don't do it. Take God's word. Let God's word be your picture. Let God's word be your image former, if there is a phrase. Let the word of God form your images. You know what imagination is? 
It's images from another nation. Which nation? The nation of God. Just look at yourself the way God sees you. Amen? And you know how God sees you? Just shout this after me. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm powerful. I'm above only and never beneath. I am not fearful. I am full of faith. Because the same like precious faith that Peter had when he healed people with his shadow resides on the inside of me. I have been given the faith of God. As Jesus Christ said, the very things that he did, I can do. I can even do greater. Amen. These are the confessions. These are the words you want to let come out of you. In fact, the Bible says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is edifying, that which ministers grace to the hearer. There are certain words that are banned in our house. We don't speak words like divorce. We don't, we, we, it's banned. You can't say that in our house. You know why? Because once you say it, it's going to give a picture in our heads. And guess what? Once you receive that picture, you're going to start thinking about it. And then once you live in that picture long enough, it's going to become vivid. And man, I'm telling you, before it gets uh, 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 real, you will know it in your mind. You will have seen it. You know that thing called deja vu? Is that what they call it? How many of you have ever had a deja vu moment? That's just God trying to show you that, listen, you can manipulate your life. He's just trying to show you that, listen, whatever you imagine, you're going to have. Because that's how God did it. Every time before he did something, he imagined it. Did you know that? Genesis 1.26. He started imagining with Jesus and the Holy Ghost just talking. Let us make man in our image, man, after our likeness. They just started talking. And they started seeing the pictures. And they started having a ball, man. Let's make man in our image after our likeness. And, and let them have dominion. And, and they started talking and imagining and seeing it. And then they said, and the mad man. He imagined it first. Amen? Imagine it first. In your household. Walk in there and say, man, my marriage is heavenly made. My children. Start imagining your children being leaders and not followers. Start imagining your children not being influenced by peer pressure. Just start seeing it. Say, man, you are a leader. I see a leader in you. And don't believe the enemy's report. Let that which is edifying only come out of your mouth. And when we're dealing with couples, we say don't call each other names. Don't use words like stupid. In fact, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says, be simple concerning that which is evil and wise concerning that which is truth. You know what he's saying? That word simple is the word retard in the Greek. He's saying be retarded concerning evil. Be crippled when it comes to Illuminati. The sad thing is some of you know more about Illuminati than you do about the Word of God. <laughs> Be retarded when it comes to evil. But wise concerning the truth. Invest in the truth, not in evil. Some of you know more why things shouldn't work than why things should work. 
No, you should know more about why things should work than why things should not work. Be simple concerning evil. And wise concerning the truth. Amen? Where did I tell you to go? Before we took a rabbit trail. Ephesians chapter number 4 as we close. Hmm. Okay. We said your spirit is over here, right? And uh, I'm just going to try and uh, draw something. Uh, the engineers here will help me. If, if I, I, hope, I hope it looks like a valve. I think it does. So this is your mind. And, and, and Chris, engineer Chris, this is the valve. Okay, we're going to just say this is the valve. You can work with that, engineer. Where's Moriah? You can work with this. Let the engineers, you know, just pass it. Just. They have approved. So this is our valve. Your mind is the valve. And this is your spirit. Your spirit is everything that you need. You know anyone who's sick, who needs healing? It's in your spirit. You can literally go and lay hands. Your hands. Tell your neighbor, your hands. You can literally go and lay your hands on them and they'll be healed. They don't need to go to a prophet. I thought someone was going to say amen. amen. They don't have to go to a prophet. Did you know that? God said believers shall lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Did you know that the power of the most powerful church that operated in spiritual gifts was the most sinful church of all time? Man, you think you're looking at sin these days. This is, this is a joke compared to what happened in Corinth. I mean, there was bestiality. There was, it was crazy in the church. And yet those folk were touching people and they were getting healed. Crazy folk like that. They were marrying their sisters. Running off with their stepmothers. It was crazy. Yet Paul said, man, this church operates in spiritual gifts like no other. You know why? Because it's got nothing to do with you. It's got everything to do with God's love for his people. And if God has to use a donkey, he will use it to heal his people. And then he will deal with you and me later. <laughs> Amen? So this is the valve. Every single one of you, church, have everything that you need in your spirit. Every single one of you. Every single one of you are powerful, mighty, man and woman of God. You don't need anything outside to make you complete. It's already on the inside of you. But what is the problem? The problem is ignorance. If the valve stays shut, and the thing that keeps the valve shut is ignorance. This is why God said in the olden times, My people! Notice He didn't say the unbelievers. God said, My own kids. They die. Not because of a lack of inspiration. God <laughs> said that you win. And everybody say, I win. I win. <laughs> No, you didn't say my people perish for lack of inspiration. You can get all the inspiration that you want, but if you don't get information, you will still perish. How many of you know that the boat can sink and you can still have a right attitude just sinking? Just praise the Lord. Just, you know. <laughs> praise the Lord and the boat is sinking. No, it's not your attitude. It's information. Just know how it works. God says people perish for not knowing. In the world, you know what they'll tell you? 
What you don't know won't? I didn't hear that. That's a lie from the devil. What you don't know will kill you. They say things like ignorance is. No, there's nothing blissful about ignorance. Man, not knowing will kill you. And a lot of people are dying because they don't know. You know, ladies, when you take your cars to the garage and you pay six grand, I'll tell you right up front, you don't know. Because you don't need to pay six grand. But guess what? Your bank account will perish when you don't know. Amen. I said amen. While we're at it, uh, we're going to be working on the website, the website and uh, all of the media stuff. And if you want to be a part of that team, please see Pastor Trevor and let's get this going. And uh, please, we know a lot. So don't be bringing all those huge quotations. Amen. Amen. I said amen. So please come, let's talk. But here's the deal, guys. Ignorance shuts the very life of God. Watch what this scripture says. It says, having their understanding darkened, being alienated. In fact, go to verse 7. Go to verse 7. Let me show you where it starts. Watch what it says. But verse 17. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Verse 17. This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles in the vanity of their what? I didn't hear that. They walk in the vanity of their minds. Next verse. Having their understanding what? You know what he's talking about? He's saying they are deceived. They have their understanding darkened. The enemy's number one weapon of mass destruction is ignorance coupled with deception. This is why, man, I always go to people that talk about spiritual warfare and, and I always say to them, did you know that the highest level of spiritual warfare is right between your ears? Tell your neighbor that. The highest level of spiritual warfare is right between your ears. How do we know that? Because when the enemy waged war with Adam and Eve, at the highest level, you know what he did? He dropped a thought, a suggestion. When someone comes to you and tells you that you are a failure, spiritual warfare has begun. That thought is not of God and you need to wage war against it. When someone comes and tells you that God is the one that's putting sickness on you, that thought is not of God and you need to wage war against it. That's spiritual warfare at the highest level the stuff that you see where people are you know casting out devils over uh, witches and then they kept them uh, naked and the whole neighborhood comes man that's just low level spiritual warfare the highest ever level of spiritual warfare is right between your ears for the weapons of our warfare they're not carnal but they're mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds casting down what imaginations taking captive of what of every thought that seeks to exalt itself above the knowledge of christ that's spiritual warfare it's in your head amen when the enemy comes to you and drops a thought that you're not going to make it spiritual warfare has begun and you need to wage war against him and the way you do it is by taking the word of God and speak it to him with boldness and conviction. And it will come to pass. 
Watch what happened. He says, their understanding is darkened, being alienated from the life of God. The life of God is here. This is where life is. All of the life that you need is over here. But guess what? If you're ignorant, the Bible says you'll be alienated. There'll be a cut-off supply here. Ignorance cuts you off from the very life of God that is on the inside of you. Alienated through their ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Ignorance is deadly, ladies and gentlemen. Don't let ignorance rule your life. Don't let ignorance rule your heart. Fight ignorance with everything that you have. Amen? I said amen. The Bible says they are alienated. Other versions of the Bible says estranged. They are estranged. They become strangers. You know on your Facebook profile when you go and unfriend someone? Just click unfriend and see what happens. There won't be any access. And that's what happens when you are ignorant. There is no access to the very things that God has already deposited in your spirit. Man, I trust this has solved so many of your questions. And now that you know what to do with the ignorance in your life. Amen? Ignorance has to go. Tell your neighbor, ignorance has to go. You can't, you cannot not know. Tell them, you cannot not know. You must know. And walk in knowledge. Amen? Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Someone say thanks be unto God who always under all circumstances causes me to win. All I do is win. In fact, let's do it like this. All I do is win, win, win. No matter what. And that's a powerful song. Those songs should be written by Christians. All we do is win, man. No matter what. Even when the storms of life come against you, what did Jesus do? He came walking on them. Man, that's winning. If your friend dies three days buried, Jesus came and said, Hey, Lazarus, come forth. Man, that's winning. And he turned around and said, You can do it. Anybody who said Jesus Christ is Lord can do it. He didn't say the pastors, the prophets, the apostles, the bishops, and so on. Anybody. If you say Jesus is Lord, you can do it. Someone shout, Jesus, Jesus is, my is my Lord. Now tell them, you can do all things. You know why? Because Jesus is your Lord. 
Someone shout, I am not, I am not a, victim a victim of life circumstances. Of life circumstances. Therefore, I win in all areas, all areas, all areas, in my job, in my work, in my business, in my marriage, in my children, in my car. Everything I touch is blessed. And I win all of the time. My Heavenly Father has good intentions for me. He has plans to prosper me. Mina. And sometimes you just need to go and look at yourself in the mirror and say, Me! I'm God's favorite child. Me! Just go and look yourself in the mirror and say, Mina. See, because sometimes we just push it off and we think it's uh, bishop such and such. And no, 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 you me. Man, you're looking at a man that God dearly loves. That's what you should do. Just tell yourself that. My body keeps well. I walk in divine health. I said I walk in divine health. We will not spend money on doctor's bills. It is my heavenly father for me to prosper and be in good health even as my soul prospers. My soul prospers. I desire the word of God. The word of God. More than my necessary food. I am God's workmanship created, anointed for good works. Everything I touch is blessed. My job is blessed. My career is blessed. My business is blessed. I meet all my targets and my deadlines for my customers and for my superiors. God has given to me the fruit of the Spirit. I respond in joy, love, peace, long-suffering, temperance, meekness, faithfulness, and everything else. Hey man, when people cut you off in the street, you know how you respond? Joy, love, peace, patience, long-suffering, temperance. And let me tell you, you will get opportunities not to respond that way. Go to the bank and you're standing in the queue and someone will just cut you off. Oh no, I'm going to show everybody that I'm the one that stands for the whole world. Is that joy? Is that a good witness for Jesus Christ? Are people going to say, Oh, we want to serve the God that you serve because of the way you responded. Someone cut you off in traffic, you wave at them with one finger. Just bye-bye. You think people are going to come to Christ because of that? No, that's not how we respond. That's not who we are. But when someone slaps the other cheek, you know what you do? You give them the other cheek to slap, people will respond. Jesus Christ said they will know because of your love for one another. Amen? I said, Amen. The Bible says for us to be void of speculative imagination. Be void of that. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Well, uh, Brother Henry is going to come and close the service. Just thank God for His word. You know, the issue of uh, mind renewal is really an issue of us knowing 
you know that everything begins in the spiritual realm you know? what's the word of God in Hebrews 11 verse 3 that says that through faith that we know that the worlds were created by the word of God and the things which are were created by the things which are unseen you know when Jesus Christ was before Pilate and Pilate asked him you know are you the king of the Jews and he responded and said that my kingdom is not of this world because if my kingdom was of this world my servants would have fought for me but my kingdom has got nothing has got no source from this world you know at times we just find ourselves trying to sort out our spirit, uh, uh, things in this world you know physically without just going into the spirit and solving it in the spiritual realm that is our playing field we cannot play soccer on a baseball pitch, baseball, baseball pitch, or on a basketball court. We need to know where things are emanating from, what is going on. It's all in the spirit. And that is where we're supposed to fix it from. If you're having issues with people, don't try and solve it by fighting with people. Fix it in the spiritual realm. Problems with your health, fix it in the spiritual realm. The problem with your finances, fix it in the spiritual realm. Trust God. Do what the word is of God says and fix it in the spiritual realm. That's what we are supposed to do. That's what we are supposed to do. And if you are here today and you feel that you don't have the visa, you feel that you don't have the necessary, you know, foundation for you to even start having a, going into the spirit, you feel that you don't have that relationship with Jesus, this is your opportunity right now. And just put up your hand where you are if you want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, put up your hand right now. It's open. You've got access. You've got access to life and life more abundant. If you're here today, Christ accepts you. You don't have to do anything. The work of the cross is the finished work. It's not of ourselves. Our righteousness is not of ourselves, but it's from Christ. So if all here we are saved, you know, that's a good thing. Amen. Let's clap to that. Let's clap to that. Now we just have to work towards our, our, our dealing with things in our spiritual life. That's what we have to work towards. That's what we have to work towards. Let's just, let's, just, let's just pray and just thank God for this day. Let's just thank God for the word. The spirit, pray in the spirit right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for this time. Lord, we just thank you for your word, Lord God. We thank you for your word in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your plan, your blueprint to success, Lord God. Your blueprint to peace in the name of Jesus, to joy. Lord, we thank you for your blueprint to health in the name of Jesus. Father, that we'll all have it, Lord God. Oh, Father God, that we are successful in the name of Jesus. Father, that we will not conform to the patterns of this world, but we will be renewed, Lord God. We will be transformed by a renewed mind in the name of Jesus. Lord, that your, your word, Lord God, will have precedence over our lives. Oh, oh, I just speak peace right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, that we will approach our problems with calmness, with the word. In the name of Jesus, we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So as we close, as we go home but in the faith cafe let's just remember these words in second corinthians 5 verse 7 that we walk by faith 
and not by sight. Yes, have an awesome day and just so gift, time to fellowship and be shy. Yeah.